Welcome to Genesee Valley Church, where we are loving God, loving people, and loving life. This is the year 2022, and this is the year that you are going to bring change into your life. We are praying and believing that this year helps you develop a heart of God for yourself, for your home, and for your family. We know that you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Let us help you answer your call and make this your year. pursue God passionately. This is the year that my marriage gets on fire. This is the year that my home finds harmony. This is the year that I experience financial stability. This is the year that I fulfill the plan of God for my life. Maybe this is the year that I'm going to answer the call. kind of in search of a church or just you know looking for some wild and crazy people to to do life with and do church with uh i want to invite you back and especially i want to invite you back to our easter sunday service now why do i invite you back to our easter sunday well obviously uh it's one of the times that most people go to church so if you're not a real regular church person you can punch your time clock in and say i went to church on easter and i did it at gvc amen but the other thing is is that we are going to preach and share on the resurrection power of jesus how many of you know that god so loved the world that he sent jesus but he loved us and loved him so much that he didn't leave him in the ground he rose him from the dead right but that resurrection power is available and is working in the life of his of his people and so one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to have a service by which we talk about just the goodness and the love and the power of God that Jesus made available through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And one of the things that we're going to see is that people that need healing in their body, they're going to receive healing. There's going to be people that need a miracle that are going to receive a miracle. You might say, well, how can you forecast that this far in advance? Because one, I know what God's put on my heart. Two, I've lived life and walked with God long enough to know that I've seen it. You can't talk me out of it. And one of the things that I've, I've found in my life, that the more you talk about how big and how good and how loving God is, God loves just to show up that way. He loves to say, oh, you think I'm that good? Let me just show you. Oh, you think I love you enough to heal your body? Let me just show you. So, if you have something going on in your life, I want to encourage you, come on back Easter Sunday. And if you need a touch from God, it's going to be your day. Because this is your year. Can somebody say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. If you're one of those individuals that tend to be a little bit more of a skeptic, that's okay. I like skeptics as well. Because, you know, God likes to show and tell. Amen. You know, God's like, well, just hide and watch. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, man, I start talking about that. It gets me stirred up on the inside. I want to start telling stories. But you're going to have to wait till Easter, all right? Or take me out to lunch. I'll share a couple stories with you. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, praise the Lord. Are you ready to get into this new series this morning? Family values. 
Now, obviously, when you think about family values, one of the things that you might tend to think about concerning family and then the word values is maybe the, the standard by which we live, maybe moral standards or rules that somewhat govern us or direct our lives or direct our families. And that would be a true statement. And there are th those things that we're going to dive into during this series along those lines. But there's also a different definition, and it is what you would place value in or what you see as a priority or what you make of importance in your life. So as we dive into it this morning, we're going to begin to look at and challenge you in your thinking as to what's important, what is a priority, what is the value of your family. Amen? Now, today might be a little bit shorter because we had uh, our dedication. I know that will disappoint for some of you, but listen, we can get it in. God can do some big things in a short amount of time. Is that all right with you? Everybody says, praise the Lord. Get to, <laughs> get, to the, get to the dinner place on time today. Praise God. All right. Well, let me share a couple verses with you. Because in these verses, there is so much depth in these verses, and we're going to come back to them, but they are the core foundation as to what we're going to be sharing with you this morning. Family values. What's important? What do we hold as value? What is of worth to us? First of all, it's found in John chapter 7, starting in verse 37. John 7, verse 37, and just let me take a side thought because I've been thinking about this. These are some things that have been stirring in my heart. As a church, let's make this our year that we make some shifts and some changes. I know we've become accustomed to not bringing Bibles to church or not having Bibles or watching it on the screen, and that's all well and good. But get accustomed to bringing a Bible to church so that you can get familiar with where it's at, where you can take notes in your Bible, underline it or whatever it is. Secondly, I would encourage you, let's start coming to church with a notebook. That I'm, I'm waiting to hear God speak to me. He'll use a man to do it, but I'm waiting to hear that thing that I'm going to write down so I can look back at it later and say, God, you spoke to me then, and I need it now. Amen? Why? Because this is the year. This is the year that things are going to change. Praise God. All right, in John chapter 7, starting in verse 37, it says, On that last day... That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He said, if you thirst, come to me and out of your heart. Everybody say heart. Not your pumping blood thingy. Your heart, that which you hold true to values of what is worth or what is valuable or what you find of importance. He says there will be living water or life substance that comes from this heart. In John chapter 6, verse 35, it says this, And Jesus said to them, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst as i said there is so much in those verses and we're going to come back to them but it is the the core that expresses the values of our heart 
Now, I want you to ask yourself a question. I really want you to ponder this and, and give some thought to it. Whether you're single this morning, whether you're married, whether you're a husband or wife, a mother or a father, I want you to ask this question to yourself. Who meets your deepest needs? Who meets your deepest needs? And then on a daily basis, who do you rely on the most? Who do you turn to? Who do you go to first to get those deepest needs met? Now, before you answer that, let's define what those deepest needs are. Because everybody's different. And when I say those deepest needs, I'm not talking about food and water and oxygen. Obviously, those are things that we need to live. But I'm talking about those deepest things that pertain to our heart. Who or what do we turn to to meet those deepest needs? Well, again, let's define those deepest needs in our lives. There are four basic needs that every person has. Every person in this room has these four basic needs. Number one is acceptance. Everybody wants acceptance. Everybody wants to know that they're loved. Now, this first one is the foundation for every other need we're going to talk about. How many of you have ever noticed that there are grown adults that when those grown adults were children did not get the acceptance or the love that they desired? And as a result, as an adult, they're just kind of messed up. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm not saying that to be critical. They're just kind of messed up emotionally or whatever the case is. It's because they've always had a desire to be accepted and to be loved and to be nurtured. But because they never received the acceptance, it began to mess up all these other things. And again, number two in our basic needs as an individual, number two is identity. You'll struggle with your identity if you don't find acceptance. Everybody wants to know that they have significance and they want to know that they're special. Number three, the basic need that we have is security. We want to know that we're safe and that we're taken care of. And number four is that we have purpose, that there's a reason for living. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, ultimately what that is is that we know that God has a divine purpose and destiny for our lives. But once again, as people, if we don't find acceptance or find love as a child, we'll find that we'll struggle in our identity, we'll struggle in our purpose, we'll struggle in our security all of our adult lives. Can somebody say amen or oh me? Amen. So there's four basic needs that every single person needs. So my question once again to you is who or what do you turn to to get those needs met? These needs are what motivates each one of us. These needs are the very core values of who we are. They're needs, they're not wants. You hearing what I'm saying? And once again, in regards to these needs, these needs come from common sources for all of us. Once again, I'm giving you time to think about your answer. In regards to those basic needs that you have, let me give you a list of, and these are not listed in any kind of order, but 
These are some sources by which we get our needs met. Number one, we turn to ourself. Number two, I might look to my spouse to get my needs met. Number three, I turn to my friends for my children. In fact, for that matter, have you ever noticed that there are adult families that their lives revolve around the children? And there's nothing wrong with putting a high priority into your children, but do you, do, do you recognize that oftentimes needs can be met through children? You live vicariously through children, and when the children are gone, you don't know how to live life? That's a big issue. All right, number five, the common sources of our needs being met would be employers, our work, our career. Number six, church or a pastor. Seven, parents. Eight, God. Nine, money or resources. And ten, a combination of two or more of the ones that we just listed above. What meets your deepest needs? Who or what do you turn to to find acceptance, identity, security, and purpose? As I said, I'm giving you time to think about that answer. Because as Christians, if we allow ourselves to pause long enough and think about that question, the obvious answer that we know we should say is that God is who I go to to meet my deepest needs. Right? Wave at me if you think that's the right answer. Absolutely. But... There's a big but to that statement. The reality is, is that most Christians do not go to God or live life where they go to God meeting their deepest needs. I said most Christians don't, li don't live a life where they go to God asking God to meet their, de their deepest needs. In fact, most can say that uh, or excuse me, uh, the fact that most cannot truly say this gives us the answer. The fact that we can look at our lives and say, you know, really, I don't, I don't go to God to meet my deepest needs. That reveals so much of the issues that we face in life. You struggle in marriage. Huh. I wonder why. I struggle with my family, my children. I wonder why. I struggle with my money. I wonder why. I struggle going to church. I wonder why. Because if God isn't meeting our deepest needs, that's the core reason why our values and what we hold important in life begins to fall apart. Are you tracking with me this morning? So, most people, if they're not coming to Jesus to meet their needs or get their needs met, that's... This is why people don't experience what we saw in John chapter 6 and John chapter 7. I said I was going to come back to them. And if you recall, Jesus said this. If you thirst, he said, come to me. And he says, you'll thirst no more. He said, if you're hungry, come to me and you'll hunger no more. So what's Jesus saying? He says, whatever you have need of, I am the source of that. Now, let me just ask you a question. Put it in the context, naturally speaking, of being hungry or being thirsty. Has anybody ever been hungry before? 
Oh, yeah. I, I see that look in your eyes sometimes when I preach a little bit long. You get that hangry, hungry look in your eyes. I don't know. But, you know, you get hungry. What begins to happen? The st stomach starts to growl. You get a little bit irritable, right? And if you've ever noticed something about hunger, you can get busy and distracted throughout your day and not realize that you're hungry until you get kind of idle for a moment and you find out, man, I'm hungry. And it builds, right? And finally, you meet the satisfaction Go get a hamburger or whatever it is to meet the need. But did you ever notice that when you're thirsty? Thirsty can come on you immediately. Man, you're working hard and you're like, whew, I'm thirsty. Man, you've been pushing the push lawnmower, cutting the grass in the, the middle of the summer. And you're like, man, I need something to drink and I need something now. Right? It's not gradual. I want something now. So Jesus is saying, I'll meet your every need, whatever it is. When you find that there's things that are just building up and you become hungry, I'll meet the need. When it's something you need right now, you're craving it, desiring it, needing it now. I'll meet that need as well. And you won't go without if you'll learn to come to me and allow me to be the importance of your life. If I will be the value system of your life. Can somebody say amen? This is the core value of his family. He fulfills every longing that we desire. You want a better marriage, he'll fill it. You want a better love life, he'll fill it. You want a better relationship with family, he'll fix it. You want greater stability in your finances or well-being. He'll see that the supply comes. Why? Because he said that he will meet your needs. And this is the core and the value of our hearts with a relationship with God. Now, once again, people are oftentimes looking to other things to meet that need. How many of you have ever noticed in time? Because there's times where there is a spiritual craving and you're not aware of it. And you might think to yourself, I'm hungry. And you go to eat something. In fact, I'm sure all of us can relate to this. You go eat something, and you're like, that didn't satisfy me. So you go and you get something else, and like, man, that didn't satisfy me. And you go and get something else, and it still didn't satisfy you. And you feel your stomach, and it is extremely full because you've been going here and going there and going here. And you're still not satisfied. And oftentimes, what's happening is your heart is saying, I'm hungry to know God and to fellowship with God. But I'm looking at other things to fill the void. And the way that God made each and every one of us is that he made us with a Jesus-shaped void on the inside of us. And you cannot fill that void with anything else. But oftentimes, even us as Christians try to use other things to fill it. Amen? Is this hitting home to anybody? Because I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm a pastor. But there's times that things get in the way. There's times that the void gets a little bit bigger because I haven't been doing what's necessary to fill the void. I go to other things to meet the needs. So, to bring this kind of to a conclusion, but to begin to help put the pieces of the puzzle together, I want to draw your attention to a story that you're probably familiar with, and it's found over in James chapter 4. 
And it's the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. If you recall the story, Jesus comes to her and she's by the well and he says, will you give me a drink? And she says to him, she says, why do you ask me for a drink? She says, for you know that Jews don't have any dealings with Samaritans. And then he turns to her and he says, if you knew who asked you to give him a drink, you in turn would have asked me to give you a drink. And her only being able to see with the natural eyes, she says, sir, she says, how can you give me a drink? You don't have anything to draw with. And then he stops. He says, go get your husband. He says, go bring him here. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you've said well. He said, in fact, you've been married five times. And the man that you're with right now is not your husband. This story is the prime example of what Jesus is saying in John's Gospel 5, 6 and 7 where he says, if you're hungry, I'll fill it. If you're thirsty, I'll give you, give you drink. And you won't lack anything. Why? This woman. He said, listen, you've had one husband and you've looked to that husband to meet your needs. And when he couldn't meet your deepest needs, you gave up on that marriage and you went to husband number two. And when you found out that that husband can't meet your deepest needs, only my father can meet your deepest needs. But you go to husband number two and when you find out that he can't meet your needs, he can't satisfy that longing and the void that's on the inside, you try husband number three. Number three is no different. He can't meet your deepest needs. Number four can't meet your deepest needs. Number five didn't do it. And you gave up on number five. And now you're on this man. And you decided not even get married because it hadn't been working. But he's not meeting your needs. How often do we go from one thing to the next? Trying to meet the deepest needs. Why do people look to experience the weekend? And I'm not talking about Sunday morning. I can't wait till the weekend comes because bless the Lord, there is a need that I am going to meet on the weekend. But did you ever notice that the weekend didn't meet the need because the following weekend, they got to do it again. And the next weekend, I can't wait till the weekend because bless the Lord, and probably they're not saying bless the Lord. But I can't wait till the weekend because I've got a need and there's an itch that I want to scratch. And it's weekend after weekend after weekend. And they're on the merry-go-round of life. Can't get off. Why? Because there's a God-sized void on the inside that only God can fill. Amen. And he says, if you'll come to me, I will meet the need. Come on, say it with me. Jesus is my answer. Amen. Jesus is the only thing that can meet your deepest desires. And so, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Today is a new day. If you've noticed, he said, or we've been saying around here, this is the year that. This is the year 
that. It's your year. And so, I'm just going to get a little bit bold with you this morning. Is that all right? You might say, well, I may not come back to church again. Well, then it's, I might as well just lay it on real thick this morning, right? <laughs> if I've only got one shot, I might as well go, go all in, right? Amen. <laughs> so I'm going to challenge you this morning to stand when I give you an opportunity to stand. If you're here this morning, you're a mom, you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a wife. If during this message you have identified that Jesus isn't really who I've gone to to meet my deepest needs. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand. To stand up and say, today, I'm choosing to make Jesus the answer to my deepest needs. You might say, well, that's kind of embarrassing. People might see me. This is the family. And let me just kind of clue you in on something. And this isn't to manipulate, pressure you in any way. But if we're sincerely having a desire to experience God like we never have before, I don't understand or don't know how we all wouldn't be standing collectively together. And I'll tell you the first thing that me as a dad, me as a husband, me as a pastor, I'm going to be standing first and foremost. If you've identified that there have been things that you've been turning to to scratch an itch, to meet a need, to numb the pain. Today is a good day to say, Jesus, I'm choosing you. Fill the void. Take the pain. If you're a husband here this morning, you're a pivotal linchpin for your whole family. Dads, if you'll stand... And make the stand and say, I'm going to turn to Jesus to be the supply of all my needs. You'll find that if you look behind, your wife and your kids will be just over your shoulder. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, this is the day that we can make a change. Because this is our year. So with every head bowed, every eye closed I'm going to say just a prayer and then I'm going to give you an invitation to stand dear heavenly father I pray that nobody in this place feels themselves being manipulated to do something they don't want to do God you see the heart you know our heart and so God right now I pray that by the Holy Spirit Lord, you're stirring our hearts to know you. The pain that we've been hiding, the pain that we've been masking, the pain that we've been trying to numb, God, right now, we're choosing to make a stand to give it to you. As husbands and wives, as moms and dads, we're choosing to God, we are going to make you the value of our home, our marriage, our family. In Jesus' name. And God, we do not have to do it by ourselves because the helper 
is standing right alongside. In fact, that's one of your names. You are the standby. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And at this moment, I'm asking you, if that's you and you say, today, I'm going to stand and make a declaration, Jesus is all that I need. Will you be so bold to say, Jesus is all that I need? I'm choosing to make him my choice. Anybody else? It just takes one to make a stand. There it goes. There it goes. Anybody else? You say, I want to make Jesus my everything. No pressure. Don't do it because you see somebody else standing. If, you, if you're not ready, that's fine. And we won't judge. We'll love you. Praise the Lord. And once again, I'm going to pray for you, that are, that those that are standing right now. But let me just bring this to your attention. Did you notice how there was a pause in the beginning? But the moment that one stood, it made it easy for others to stand. Oh, if we could only understand that serving Jesus and walking with a passion is so connected with those that we're standing next to right now. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, even if those are listening online or watching online and they're standing with us, Father, we include them with our prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, we surrender and dedicate ourselves to you this morning. God, we say, even if we don't even think we're in the right mind frame or to say, God, we want you to be all that we need and we're going to do that. God, if anything, Lord, help meet the want to on the inside of us because we truly want to have you be the one that meets all of our needs. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're ministering to every single person that you said you will draw us to know you. Lord, as we go to bed at night as we wake in the morning as we sit at the table as we walk on the wayside God I thank you that the Holy Spirit is continually touching and loving and prompting us in our heart and God we thank you that the family values are beginning to set the priority of life and this we pray in Jesus name and everyone said amen That's it. Is this the year where you're going to see some change? Is this the year where you'll see restoration in your family? Or is this the year where you're going to allow God to move in your life? We would love the opportunity to help you in that. If you would like more info or if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media sites or directly through our website at gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, loving life.